Hey all, welcome to the first episode of Titan Digital Insights. Whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or even thinking of starting your own enterprise, Insights will help give you access to a world of actionable advice from people who've been through it all before. My name is Philip, and I'll be your host for the next 40 minutes or so. I'm the founder of Titan Digital, a full-service digital marketing agency based in Dublin, Ireland. For today's podcast, we're jumping straight into it with Valerie DC, Managing Director of Alliance Insurance Brokers. So I'm delighted to be joined by Valerie DC on the first episode of Titan Digital Insights. Um, Val is the Managing Director of Alliance Insurance Brokers. They're based in Scaries in North County, Dublin, and the company was founded in 1997. Val herself joined in 1998. They've got a wide range of clients from every sector all around Ireland, and they work with a range of product providers and provide competitive quotes for all types of insurance cover from personal to business. So welcome to the podcast, Val. It's great to have you. Thanks, Philip, for inviting me. I'm delighted to do it. So uh, Insights is about sharing knowledge with everyone, no matter what stage they're at in business, be they an entrepreneur just starting out in their journey or someone with decades of experience. And what really stands out for me, Val, about your business is the level of high quality feedback that you get from your clients consistently. And what's even stronger is that those clients refer business on to you. Uh, coupled with that, you've got experience um, and accolades that uh, match the, the quality of service that you provide to clients. And really what I want to get with get into with you today is uh, your journey how you how you got started um, and how you um, how you found your feet in the insurance industry and what insights you can provide for listeners to to the podcast so why don't you start with your story how did you how did you find your feet in the insurance industry uh, at 16 years of age I was in school in the equivalent of transition year uh, now what kids would do now is transition year and I was in an accident and I couldn't go back to school so my education path was abruptly halted so I was at home I had nothing to do I had turned 17 then and my sister-in-law worked in an insurance broker's Eamon Rooney's and Swords and my mother asked if she could take me up to lick the envelopes and lick the stamps just so that I wouldn't be under her feet so that was my baptism into the insurance industry uh, all those years ago. So coming up to 40 years now. 40 years of experience, wow. And you have the accolades to prove a business all-star. You're just such a, a shiny beacon of inspiration for everybody that you meet. Um, so what sort of inspirations then did you have um, when you were starting out? And who would be mentors or idols for you in business that you would look up to? Well, my first employer, Eamon Rooney, was an absolute gentleman, such a nice man. And he obviously saw something in me that I didn't know that I had. Um, as I said, I couldn't do anything at the start. And he pushed me and pushed me and really instilled in me that it was all about education and learning for to get on in the insurance industry. So he instilled that in me at the start. And then he was always about multitasking. So, you know, do one or two things at the same time and do them well, you know. So I got a fantastic training from Eamon Rooney. Later on, um, maybe since I took over in Alliance, um, a fantastic mentor I have is business consultant called Sean Dooley. Uh, Sean was instrumental in helping me transition from being an employee over into the management side of the business. 
he's calm under pressure he taught me so much since I started as started working with him eight years ago so Sean would be a big influence on on me now what are the main things that you bring to your role on a daily basis from a leadership perspective that you would share um, with others I'd go back to the multitasking thing like when you're in in management or a business owner you have to know every aspect of your business obviously you have staff in there and they're up to the same level as you or better but to be involved in every aspect of the business because if you don't know what's going on you can't manage it properly so i would say you know multitasking is it education um because we're in insurance we have to do continuous professional development anyway as a legislation under the minimum competency requirements but just to go beyond that and uh, try and educate yourself as much as possible in products services compliance gdpr whatever it is anything that's related to the industry to try and keep abreast of that at all times and that's a huge help in the day-to-day running of our business anyway multitasking really as a business owner is probably one of the cornerstones um, of what we do as you know as, as entrepreneurs we have to be able to manage multiple tasks at once whether it's project management financial management people management change management no matter what it is and no matter what level um, we we would be involved with um, but of course on our on our uh, you know on our paths we often face roadblocks and would you have any even even though you're a multitasker clearly what would the biggest challenges have been that you'll have overcome both individually and as a business i'd say time management is probably the biggest thing i wouldn't have been great at time management at the start and then as you said when you have staff you have projects you have clients you've everybody you know looking for a piece of you you need to really map out your time and that was one of the biggest learning curves that I had when I took over um, as the manager in Alliance. The, the biggest challenges that I had personally was possibly because I didn't complete my education. Um, I did learn on the job in Eamon Rooney's, and, um, but then I had family, got married, and then when I had my four children, uh, I then decided to go and do all of the exams and to educate myself. So juggling family life and juggling your learning path was a huge obstacle, which I overcame. I was successful in any of the courses that I did. And uh, so, yeah, I really think that that I'm most proud of that obstacle that I overcame. I could have just, you know, continued on and um, just learn and not have any kind of degrees or qualifications behind me. That's fantastic. And it's again you mentioned family there and and you know the role um the role you play there it's very difficult sometimes probably to balance the two now i'm a i'm a young entrepreneur so i probably don't have either the the same level of experience or the the same challenge or i wouldn't have faced the same challenges but certainly i understand in in the context that you're facing you also have to balance probably it wouldn't be unfair to say a very um in the time of the the 90s even though things were changing a, a male-dominated patriarchal society um it's slowly changing would you have found that as equally as as challenging or how have you found the industry to that you're in to be um to be responding to the the the, the changes that are happening there well thankfully um there is a lot more uh, women coming into management in the insurance industry 
historically it would have been very male dominated and an awful lot of the females that would be in it would be in administration roles but the when the central bank came in in 2007 and brought in you know all the requirements for minimum competency and fitness and poverty and the women rose to the top well women that i know actually rose to the top and i know a fair amount of women now who would have major roles in um, the insurance industry either in the insurance companies or in their own brokerages so it is changing and it's great to see and instead of seeing all the gray suits when you walk into a room now and you know you see an awful lot more women and it's 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 inspiring for me when i go and just to have like i i can hold my own talking you know to any of the men in any of the meetings but it is nice every now and again to just you know pick out a familiar face one of the women that you've met from before and um and we can help each other like we do have a, a network there when you know if we come across an obstacle or whatever we can talk about it and it, it it's a, a major help in the industry uh, from your perspective are there any female founders or entrepreneurs that you look up to in the business world that would inspire you uh, within the insurance industry, on the financial services side, there, I have huge admiration for a lady called Kristen Foran. Uh, Kristen is the National Sales Director for Zurich Life. And what inspires me most about Kristen is her attitude towards education and self-improvement. She always has the women in business on her radar and she's so supportive to the broker panel, both male and female. Uh, she's an inspiration to me and I would hope to aspire to be more like her. She's very impressive and she has achieved so much for such a young lady. That's fantastic. From your uh, business, from the business perspective that, that um, the business context that you operate in, um, what drives the business? What, what are the main focuses for you in Alliance Insurance? The biggest driver, I suppose, and I suppose it's with any business is growth. So, you know, you can stay static, um, you know and just be happy with that but we're never happy we just always want even if it's a small growth a small win um it could be getting a new product provider on our you know, get an agency with them so that we have an extra offering for a client updating our software so that the quotation process will be quicker and therefore making us more efficient so this is very it's a small bites like bite-sized things that happen but that's you know what drives me and it's great to see a success you know if you a bit like the a team i love it when a plan comes together you know if you make a plan and just you know chip away at it plan it you know drive it hone it in for the for the staff and when it comes together and it works like that's fantastic for me and that's a big big driver in my business anyway um but along the way we're always going to face unexpected roadblocks and we might make mistakes uh, but the key to that is turning them into opportunities for our business. So what mistakes have you made along the way or problems have you faced? And what ones stand out that you've been able to turn into opportunities? Possibly the biggest mistakes I made initially um, as in management role would be to react too quickly to something. You know, something happens and your good instinct is just to fix it. And, you know, just putting a plaster on something is not going to work, you know. And I did make mistakes, I will admit that, by looking for the quick fix. So now when anything disastrous happens, or maybe not even disastrous, just something goes wrong, it's to think about like how can you fix it. It might take a little bit longer to fix, but in the long run, if you have a good think 
plan it out, you know, it does actually work out in the end and it works out better. So not to react so quickly to things that face you, you know, maybe on a daily basis, it could be on a monthly basis, it could be anything, but just to always have, not to be so reactive, just, just stop and think and say, how can, how can we go about this? So that's possibly the, the biggest lesson I learned was not to be so reactive on the spot. Well, you can't see me now, but I'm 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 nodding my head in agreement. I feel very very much the same. Um, digital and technology is changing all the time. So again, it would be be naive of me to say that there's not something that we can learn that's new almost every day. Uh, but the crucial thing is admitting that you don't know everything, and then finding out by asking people um, and finding out because otherwise you will make make mistakes but sometimes they're okay sometimes it's okay to make a mistake in order to learn a better way of doing something or a better way of doing business but the the biggest danger for me is not asking people not asking people who have more experience even about business matters or issues that i face or, or whatever so i would completely agree with you i think you know if you if you ask somebody um how how to how to fix something you can overcome you can overcome those obstacles and turn them into opportunities and learning opportunities for yourself. Um, that's fantastic. And that's fantastic insight that, that, that you're sharing. Um, I, I suppose then uh, at the moment, you know, we, we, we've spoken about uh, diversity to, to some degree. We've, we've spoken about where you've come from and, and, and some part of your journey. Um, is there anything in your personal life that has, that has inspired you to, um, to do something amazing in your own in your own business and to um really take the next step well possibly i'd say you know in my own life when i as i mentioned before i had the four children and when you know they're coming home from school and it's educate 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 the whole time that kind of said to me ah, you're gonna to have to do something about your own education so just as a result of the children you know having that uh, interest in education my daughter went on to become a school teacher which was great she was in college at the same time as me um, obviously she was on a full-time basis i was working and doing it in the evening so that was very inspirational and then my son dara he also went to college too so you know those kind of things and just watching how they learned and how they applied themselves to their education um, was a huge big inspiration to me so and, and they had to roll in behind me like I was in work during the day I was in college at night they all had to lump in and help at home and and help their younger brothers to do homework and you know make dinners and stuff like that so they really helped me in my path to education so they're a great inspiration the whole four of them so really family and 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 people around you are are the reason that uh, you're, you know, not just, I suppose, a success in, in, in terms of the business, but you're also a success personally because you've got a great family and you've, you've got a legacy. Um, and that's always, that, that's, that's fantastic. Um, I wouldn't have been able and, to do it without them, Philip. You know, without their help, course. I just wouldn't have been able to do it. So, you know, it is great. And, uh, and they're so supportive. So it's fantastic for me. So, so would you call them a main driver, uh, one of the main drivers in your life? Would they be, would be, they be the reason that you work so hard? They are, yeah. Like, you know, everybody wants to, you know, have the best for their family. And uh, so, like, continuing to work all the time. And it was always for, you know, 
maybe to pay for education or to pay for a holiday as a reward for the kids. You know, I wouldn't have been there all the time. And as a working mother, you do have these guilty mm -hmm. complexes. So those kind of things, initially when I was just an employee, kind of drove me. Obviously, the children were older um, by the time I was in management. And, but their support was fantastic. And it, they're always there, like egging you on. And they love when you share your wins with them. They'll console you when there's something, you know, that, that has happened within the business. They're very understanding and they've grown up with it. They've grown up with my career, you know, so they understand me. So it's great as, to have them as a sounding board and to just be able to share things with them. I think it's worth remembering um, that at some point we're all going to face some kind of a challenge or some kind of a roadblock. And that we're surrounded by people, not even a business, but in our personal lives that can help us to overcome them. Even if it's just, as you say, as a sounding board to, to hit off and to maybe get ideas from them, maybe they'll have a perspective for something that you won't have. Um, and it's, it's great to be able to, to, to use, to, to, um, bring them into what you do as well to, to some degree and share a part of your, your business as well with them. So, um, I suppose. Um, your journey so far has been uh, incredible. You've gone from being an employee um, of Alliance Insurance Brokers to being the managing director. Um, what was the hardest part of transitioning from the role of, as you would say, an employee to the leadership position that you now hold? Well, firstly, um, I had no management experience, so you know that's when Sean came in for to give me a hand um, as my mentor. And secondly, then for to then be you know the manager telling your people who you sat beside last week as a you know as an employee, and suddenly you were telling them what you wanted to be done. So it was that was really hard for me. Um, but look at the staff that we have. We've had them for years. They all understood the position, you know, that I had to take up and didn't have any problems whatsoever. So it worked out really well. And it's due as well to the longevity of the staff that we have in Alliance as well. So they were fantastic and in helping me. And, you know, they may not have wanted to do absolutely everything that I suggested, but, you know, they did it because it was me and I had been working with them. So... It worked out well for me in the end. It's always the sign of a great business when there's employees who stick around. Um, not only are, are it, your clients, you know, uh, posting great testimonials about you, sharing great feedback, your your people as well are just as important and listening to them and what they do and, and how they feel. And it's a, it's a testament to your leadership, certainly. What, what are some of the biggest wins that you as a team have had um, over the last uh, four or five years? Oh God, we've grown our book of business hugely. Um, and that's again, you know, we took on um, a guy called Jerry Caron and he's mentoring the staff. Jerry has a number of years experience above mine, 40 plus. Um, and he's fantastic with the staff and he helps me with the management of the general side of the business. So that's, that was a great win for us, for us to have Jerry come and join our team. Um, we have gained some huge clients as well. Um, I get involved in networking and through the networking system, you know, we've had some really, really good wins there. 
and again it's all about reputation um, and word of mouth and people referring you on happy with the job that you've done so like that's great obviously you lose some clients along the way but fortunately we're gaining more you know than we have lost so that's a fantastic achievement for us and a great win and I'm really happy with the direction that it's going so onwards and upwards it really does sound like it's onwards and upwards and again it's 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 great to hear that you've got such a positive um outlook for for things as well um and it's great to hear that you acknowledge that there's there's great successes in the business because very often as business owners certainly i can take a, a long look at the negatives more than I look at the positives. Um, with that being said, you know, we would feel the same in, in our business. Um, we have clients, even though we're a young business, that are, are continual. There's there's individuals who, who keep coming back to us for more for more work and, and, and for more project work. So um, I think it, it's all about how you position yourself in front of your clients. And as you said, the feedback, um, it's great to get great feedback from, from them. That's kind of where then the referrals start to kick in. People start to recommend you for, for business. When they're successful, you're successful. So would, would you feel the same way? Oh, exactly. You know, and, you know, we love when our clients grow their business as well. Like we can see it because we were involved with them, you know, with the insurance side of things. And it's fantastic uh, when they grow their business and they love to share it with you. And, you know, and we get really involved with the clients. The relationships are great that we have with them. So, and that's possibly, apart from, you know, the the cover that they get, the, the policy or anything, the relationship that they have with you is instrumental and it's key. So, you know, we really play a bit, um, put a big importance on keeping the relationship going with our clients. Yeah, and, and keeping the relationship fresh. And maybe what are some of the tips that you would share for, for people who may, might be shy? Um, you know, as, as silly as it sounds, when you're starting out as, a, as an entrepreneur, if you're doing sales calls or if you're pitching or, or whatever it might be, we're very shy as people. What would some of the tips you have um, that you would share that would make people less afraid to, to reach out to people, to ask them how they're doing, to see do they have a problem that maybe they have the solution to? What would your tips be there? Well, we have a few touch points of when we contact clients. So, you know, we would contact them two months out from their renewal date, first of all. Then we interact with them. And it's not a very formal, you know, good morning, Mr. Weldon. It's, you know, hi, Philip. It's that time of year again type of thing. We go, um, and that's two months out from the renewal. Then there's interaction all around the renewal date. When the, when the renewal is finished or new business, it would be the same for new business. When the, when the policy is done, they get a follow-up call from the handler, whoever handled their case all the way along. And then two months later, we have a lady that makes our customer appreciation calls. And that's not sales-driven. It's not anything. It's just say, thank you very much for placing the business. You know, these times, you know, when there's other, you know, there's other brokers, there's other companies that have huge ad campaigns, whatever. And we really do appreciate just supporting a local business. So they get that call. And then we have a VIP list then as well of, you know, our top, say, 50 clients. And they get another call mid-year. Now, obviously, if anything happens in the meantime, you know, they'd be in contact with us. Or if something changes in the insurance industry that we feel that would they might be aware need to be made aware of, we would contact them then as well. And that's all done personally. 
it's not done through email or letters it's done with a phone call very planned very structured but it works well, that's great so it sounds like you really place a lot of emphasis on the personalization um, and the individuality of the client you're a local business um, but you've got an, a, a truly national um, reach and it's very hard when when you have that to be able to balance that and again based on the testimonials uh, and uh, what people say about alliance you know it's it's very evident that that's very much uh, appreciated by your customers and i suppose that the most important thing for us as well i mean again our business is is digital marketing is to remind our clients that their end customers are also people as well it's very easy when you're when you're talking about digital marketing to forget that um, the people you're speaking to have problems and they need solutions um, and you have to individualize them. Uh, now, it's not realistic to say that you could reach every single person in Ireland um, for and individualize their experience. With that being said, you want to make sure that your, your message meet, reach, you, you want to make sure that your message reaches the right audience. So it's about finding that um, that particular level where your content or your 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 messages is personalized and then of course as, as you say you follow up after a client has has um has has passed business to you or whatever it might be um you know you're you're calling them up and saying thank you for the business and what a fantastic initiative um that is a great way to 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 show real appreciation and again it it's a testament to to you as a business that you take the time out of your days to do that because you are so busy you know um working with new clients working with existing clients and so on um, and it's really important that people feel that level of personal connection to to the the whether it's a, a personal um insurance cover or whether it's 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 business cover of course um they feel that personal connection to you because they'll they'll trust you more in the future then and and who knows where they might introduce you to or who who they might introduce you to um yeah. and it worked very well during covid philip yeah, because yeah. People were at home and, you know, like particularly say businesses that couldn't operate and normally, you know, the likes of those businesses, say hairdressers, cafes, restaurants, bars, they possibly wouldn't have had time to, you know, take a call uh, in the normal run of the mill uh, year. But because during COVID, like we really, really got great feedback from business owners and, and even just, you know, people who hadn't seen anybody else and they just loved getting the call. They know it's not a sales call. We've been doing it for four or five years now. So they know there's no big sale and trying to sell you anything. It's just, how are you? Thanks very much. And listen, have a good week or, you know, talk to you next year or whatever it is, you know. So it, it, it did work really, really well. The, the calls took longer now, in fairness, but like we didn't mind that. It was really appreciated by, by our clients. Of course, because because this time when they're coming to renewal next year, they'll remember that you're the ones who call them. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's the that's where it's really important that again the focus is on the customer, um, mm -hmm. and their their individual needs. Um, so, you know, where do you see your business going then um, over the next year? Obviously, as you mentioned just there, COVID has has changed the business landscape completely. Um, remote working has become the norm for a lot of people. Um, in some cases, businesses had to completely close. Um, where do you see your business, though, um, in the next year and even over the next few years going? Um, well, look, we just I, I know everyone is using that word pivot all the time, but, you know, we really did have to pivot um, this year particularly. And thankfully, 
maybe two years ago we invested in some really good software we upgraded our server I think we knew that there was something going to happen but it, it just needed it was it was outdated the one we had so we were ready you know for to put people to work remotely from, from the office um, a high percentage of our staff actually work sorry live in Scaries. So we have just made a huge big uh, the office open plan so that there's social distance between everybody so that they can feel they're in work. It's important that our staff feel safe when they're coming into work, you know, because we are class as an essential service and we're probably busier than we ever were before. It's, it's been a really, you know, busy time for us this year. Uh, people have the time, they're thinking of changing their insurance, they're shopping around where they may have just renewed their insurance because they forgot, you know, to do, you know, to shop around and then it was too late. So we have all those things in place and we've invested an awful lot of money in those kind of the hardware, the software and uh, and the training for the staff. So I just think we're just going to go along with what we're currently doing. It's working for us. Um, you know, insurance industry can change at the drop of a hat. The central bank might bring out some sort of legislation. We all have to adapt to that. Um, there could be new products and services. Brexit caused a huge upset for us because we not lost a lot of the providers that were based in the London market. We had to adapt to that, and we did. Um, so we, we have to take it. It's like insurance in itself. You know, until the accident happens, you know, you can't really react yeah. uh, to or, or claim or anything like that. So we just have to be ready and primed for to do whatever we need to do to adapt to whatever comes our way. So that's possibly the biggest thing that's on our horizon is to just be ready. That's that's that, that's something that's so true. Um, last year was 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 a shock to the system for a lot of people um, one of the benefits of our business is that it can be remote almost instantly um, and one of the things that i learned is there's things we don't need that we were spending money on you don't need a fancy office to be able to operate a, a, a digital marketing uh, company and uh, what you need is is competency and what you need is is a computer f first and foremost um, and very quickly, um, we had to obviously readapt the way we were working, readapt the way we met clients, because I used to put a lot of emphasis on face to face meetings so they could get to trust us. Because I'm, I, I am aware that, you know, when I walk into a room, you might have called me Mr. Weldon a few minutes ago, but I am certainly aware that people look and say, oh, he's very young. Um, so so we, we try to build up relationships face to face with people. And obviously that's not possible now. So so that's changed a little bit. But, you know, um, remote work is 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 very easy for for digital marketing it's just that uh, the tools that we use have had to change slightly we're, we're using crm systems and we're using our own software to invoice people bill people um, we have our own connections to, to to digital banking and things like that and the business has changed quite quite dramatically um, and we've shifted our focus towards towards remote work now because that's really where the, the future for us lies um, and it also allows us to scale a bit faster and to grow our our customer base a, a little bit more because we're not doing face-to-face -face meetings as as much with that being said um, as you say that the way things will go over the next few years we have to just wait and see um, things are going to change there's, there's clients that we have in, in different sectors particularly the, the hospitality and tourism sector um, that have been massively impacted by COVID so we've had to adjust the way we offer our services to them um, we obviously can't say to say to somebody who runs a, a hotel or a bed and breakfast or 
or um, a, t- a, a tourist based um, business that, um, you know, we're going to be setting up ads for for um, early spring or early Easter 2021 because, you know, they're not operating. So we have to find ways to work with them or find if we can t- uh, see how our relationships are best structured with them. Um, and when you do that and when you when you show that le- brand awareness. Exactly. Exactly. And when when you when you speak to them and when you remind them that you're there and that you're not going away, that comes back to you. Um, And it certainly has come back come back to us um, as a business. So um, you 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 can't take anything for granted, but you also don't want to um, you also don't want to be stuck um, in old ways when there's better ways of doing things. Um, And it's great to hear as well that you you've adapted your office to to the changing. The, the the change in context um because there's there's talk about how, how long will this go on for some people are saying you know until the end of 2022 is when we'll see a, a real return to normality so it is quite a long time away um and that's why it's it's best not to i suppose over plan because we we don't know everything and we can as a business of course we have to plan but we also have to to be prepared for for the unexpected um and i suppose you know we're, we're reaching the end now but what are some of the unexpected things that have surprised you over the last number of years, COVID aside and Brexit aside, of course, that uh, really have have created an impact both for you personally and for your business? Probably, I'd say, first of all, uh, having to take over in the management role. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big, big change for me. Um, under Sean's guidance as the mentor, like just learning to, you know, think about things and think about the long term type of thing. I would have been very short to like think yes, no, yes, no, like very quickly. Um, so just to, to, to plan and, you know, it has become very successful business as a result of that. So like every year when we get the year end accounts done, you say yes thanks be to God, something has worked out for us. You know, that plan that we put into place that has netted us this amount. Like we're, we're able to, you know, drill down into any of the, the figures that we have and pinpoint exactly, you know, where the income came from and was it as a result of this plan or that plan. So like having that level of knowledge now and that level of control over your business is a huge thing you know, to me. And um, so, yeah, that's possibly one of the best things that has happened in the last few years um, in business wise. Well, that's that's great. And what what would be the thing that puts a smile on your face at the end of, I suppose I could say at the end of every quarter when you look at your reports, but what puts a smile on your face at the end of every day? Um, what's 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 one of the things that you that's when you're closing the door behind you and you're you're putting your feet up? What what are you smiling about? I, I, I love working. I love the insurance industry. I've had I've never been in any other industry. Um so I don't know any different. But I, I, I love going into work even on the on the bad days. Um and I just like the staff that we have, they're fantastic. It's great working relationship, we've great clients, we've great relationships with product providers or insurance companies as some people will call them. But, you know, so just when you close the door in the evening, you know that, you know, you've boxed everything off. You've done everything that you said you were going to do, which is another big thing of mine. If you say you're going to do it, do it. Um, 
And look, don't panic if you didn't get it done. Tomorrow's another day. Don't be bringing worries home with you from work, if at all possible. It's not always possible, but if at all possible. And, you know, when you close the door from work, try, if you can, to just, you know, get on with your personal life then. You can attack everything else in the morning when you come back in. Absolutely. And as you said, especially if you're working, you know, for your family through your business, it's very important while... You acknowledge that to also separate and take a little me time because um, and this is this is a piece of advice even at this early stage that I can share. I certainly know what it is to go into overdrive. I certainly know what it is to have uh, times when your mental health suffers or even your physical health suffers. So it's it's extremely important that you take personal time. You take time to yourself. And when something isn't right, you speak to somebody. I, I, I really believe that even if it's even if it's your, your best friend, even if it's you know, somebody who, who you wouldn't think to speak to in your own business or whatever. Um, it's extremely important that you speak to people when you're when you're, you know, facing maybe a little bit of trouble or, or a dark time, because otherwise, how can people know that you need help? Yeah, but look, my staff are fantastic. And they've, as I said, like we've all been working together for quite a long time. So, you know, we can discuss things when they go wrong. There's never any big drama, you know, when anything does go wrong because of the relationships that we have and they're fantastic and you know that puts a smile on my face because they are so good and so supportive and uh, I thank every day thank God every day for them because they're so good um, it's always great when leaders uh, demonstrate um, to their staff just how appreciative they are um, and it's really important to reflect the good work that's done by others um, and yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The, the smile I have um, at the end of the week is is usually when we've solved a tiny problem. It's usually something small. Um, you know, where I'm a bit nerdy, so if, if I if I come across a solution to a, a problem through a line of code or something like that, uh, usually that puts a smile on my face. But that that's as I say, that's a bit nerdy. Um, yeah, yeah, let's let's be honest. I mean, there's, there's no other way to there's no other way to do, to, to say it. So Val, this has been a really great interview. Um, and my final question to you today is, what might be a product or service that you offer that a lot of people might know about? Okay, about 10 years ago, we added an additional service to our offering on the financial services side of our business. We provide a service level agreement to independently authorized advisors for all of their back office activity, which allows the advisors then to concentrate on interactions with their clients knowing that their admin is taken care of. It means that they've spent 100% of their time and their focus on their client relationships, and it works really, really well. We're happy to provide that service to anyone who's interested in it. Um, listen, Val, I really appreciate your time today, and thank you so much for taking time to speak to us. Um, what's the best way that people can reach you? Okay, so we have a website. It's www.allianceinsurance.ie, and that's spelled A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E because we're often mistaken for Allianz. Or you can ring the office on 018493000. Or alternatively, I'll take any emails from anybody to my own uh, email. Um, it's vdcdeasy at allianceinsurance.ie. Absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Val, for your time and for your insights. It's really great to have a female entrepreneur on this, the first episode of um, Titan Digital Insights podcast.
that's our first episode. Thanks again to Val for coming along and sharing her story about Alliance with us. If you'd like to subscribe for more, you can visit titandigital.ie forward slash insights. We'll also provide you with exclusive access to our webinars, classes, guides, and much more that are coming up to help you get the most out of your digital marketing and wider online presence. Stay tuned for episode two. See you soon.